Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MRP Tech Podcast. This is episode 184. My name is Matt, and this is the weekly podcast discussing everyday tech for everyday people. This week, I have been experimenting with something that I um, haven't really done a whole lot with over the last um, year or so. Uh, about a week ago, we uh, celebrated like the one year sort of, I don't know, anniversary or celebration. Uh, one year ago, we actually at our school contacted the International Space Station. And if you were listening to the show back then, it was a pretty big deal for me because it took year, uh, well over a year and a half worth of preparation for this event. And the, um, the deadline, uh, the actual date of the event kept getting changed over and over and over um, for months due to the schedule on the International Space Station. And uh, finally, it made it happen. And um, it was one of the coolest experiences as a um, educator, as a amateur radio uh, enthusiast, as a technology enthusiast, and um, as a music teacher. It really just uh, went down the list and checked off a whole lot of boxes of, of what I wanted to do. And um, I'm going to show you a real quick clip of that. And... Um, just to just to show you, if you haven't seen it, uh, you can find this on the MRP Tech YouTube channel. Um, but this is the final seconds leading up to the International Space Station. Okay, we've got a few seconds uh, before the space station arrives. And the moment it does, then I'll open the squelch on this radio and I will call him. Watch your ears. So just stand by. And hopefully the wind will stay calm, which it is at the moment. The antenna is in position, and here we go. Please stand by. Oscar Romeo 4 ISS. Oscar Romeo 4 ISS. Oscar Romeo 4 ISS. This is Victor Kilo 6, Mike Juliet in Perth, calling for a scheduled contact. Do you copy? Over. Oscar Romeo 4 ISS, Oscar Romeo 4 ISS. This is Victor Kilo 6, Mike Juliet in Perth, calling for a scheduled copy uh, contact. Do you copy? Over. Victor Kilo 6, Mike Juliet. This is Oscar Romeo 4 ISS. I have you loud and clear. And so that was the International Space Station returning the call. And from that point on, we had a list of students who went through and asked a bunch of questions. And uh, it was really a highlight uh, for me to see those students have the opportunity to so sort of ask a science questions or any other type of question in general um, that they may have been interested in. And so um, ever since then, I my schedule has been kind of crazy. And um, the school year went by very quickly. And I wanted to get some students going in amateur radio in the second half of the school year. And then all of the issues with COVID-19 hit. And um, when that happened, everything was sort of flipped upside down. We had to um, reinvent the way we teach on online with distance learning. And with all of that, I found myself not having a whole lot of time to do a lot of things. Um, and priorities changed a little bit. And while I was home, 
rather than uh, experimenting with technology stuff uh, with with the you know lack of uh, drive time, uh, I've got a 13 year old dog at home who. Um, I wanted to spend a little bit more quality time with. So uh, we've been enjoying uh, all of the extra walks that we could get over the last few months and uh, really enjoying that as, as, as uh, much as we could uh, with, the, with the current situation. So going back another about a week ago or so, I posted this in the Discord room. Um, I, speaking of all this, I haven't had an opportunity to really do much with amateur radio over the last year since the International Space Station contact. And it's not that I lost interest. It's not that I was bored with it. Um, I still attend the local amateur radio club meetings. We're actually doing them online now. Um, And with all of that, um, the interest was still there. But I just never found myself, I would always bring my radio hiking with me. And so today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about my return to amateur radio over the last week or so and how that came to be. Now, if you are a member of the Discord chat room, um, which I invite anybody who's listening to join our Discord room, um, you saw me post this video about uh, at least a week ago. And this video uh, is of someone who is parachuting out of an airplane and uh, working uh, a radio as after their parachute deploys to try to make as many contacts as they, they can in their descent. And I'm gonna just kind of play a quick video here and um, this is um, after several attempts to try to clear the airwaves, there was lots of conversations happening. The parachute, um, the guy who was parachuting uh, is calling out and he gets a response. KD9, Orland Mobile, Parachute Mobile, KD9, Orland, calling CQ on two meters, CQ, CQ, CQ. Squad Delta Zero, Golf Victor Brown. Who the heck is that? Kilo Delta Niner, Oscar Lima November, Parachute Mobile, Parachute Mobile, Kilo Delta Niner, Oscar Lima November. You're on a parachute right here? Hey, this is uh, WE5MAG. And so that's the response he got back. Now, that video is available on YouTube. It was posted in some amateur radio um, social media pages. And the video is pretty amazing because he's recording the audio directly on the radio. Um, And then afterwards, he went and put his audio from his GoPro together and edited the the video. And uh, it's kind of funny to hear the reactions uh, from everybody who's who's using the radio. Now, here's the here's the thing. This video uh, had nothing to do with me, of course, um, because you wouldn't catch me jumping out of an airplane. That's for sure. But this video kind of inspired me to get going again in amateur radio. Now, as I mentioned a few minutes earlier, um, one of the great things about amateur radio is that um, if you're a hiker, uh, it may uh, end up being an extra safety precaution, may save your life someday uh, with that extra range if you're not in cell phone service or something like that. So every time I go hiking, I carry my radio with me just in case something happens because I I, um, would hike with friends, I hike alone. So you never know or may stumble across somebody who needs help. So that Having an amateur radio license is something that I suggest if you're interested in technology, you look into. Because I had no interest, I I didn't know anything about amateur radio. 
um, until I sort of got into Linux and I started seeing how other Linux people um, were big fans of amateur radio. And I didn't really see any correlations at first. And um, in the past episodes of this podcast, I've talked about the communities of both Linux and ham radio operators, how these communities uh, get together, they help each other out, they, uh, they are, uh, there's community service involved, and, and amateur radio is, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about it, but it's a community of people who are enthusiasts about radios, um, they learn about radios, they learn how to use them, and then what they do is they use those services in their community for emergency preparedness, they um, they help local communities um, say there's a huge uh, marathon or a bike race or something like that, covering vast distances, the radios, amateur radio licenses that um, cover uh, amateur radio frequencies are, are usually allow for higher power radios, so you can cover distances, vast distances, um, compared to, say, a walkie-talkie uh, that's not going to give you very much of uh, distance at all. So there are benefits of it. And this is this is sort of my story about getting back into. I saw this video um, of the parachuter. It's also the one year of the contact with the International Space Station, and I wanted to get back into amateur radio. So um, my original goal was to start climbing some mountains and um, basically uh, use my radio on the tops of mountains to see what sort of contacts I could make and. Um, I haven't quite done that yet. I've been um, sort of preoccupied with a few other things over the last week or so. But um, there's so many different types of contests out there um, that that you can do. There, there's pretty much something for everyone, uh, whether you're a parachuter, you're a hiker, or you are somebody who um, really likes to um, just experiment with electronics, that type of thing. So basically what I'm doing is telling you that uh, no matter who you are, there's probably an interest in amateur radio, um, and there's something that you can do in amateur radio that... Um, I suggest you look into it if you haven't before. Um, so there's a couple of different things I want to show you if you're looking into like what you can do. There are very basic radios that you can get. Again, you need a license in order to operate these radios. Kenwood is a um, is a popular brand. They offer you know bare, bare bones minimum radios, uh, relatively inexpensive, all the way up to the professional lines. Um, most of the Amateur radio operators that I've talked to prefer one of three brands, Kenwood, ICOM, or Yezu. And I'll put these links in the show notes. There are different types of radios you can get uh, depending on what it is you want to do and your license class. Uh, but most radios, uh, you know, for very beginners are going to be VHF, UHF radios, and they are um, something that you can put in your car or you can carry with you hiking. Uh, you can have a mobile radio or you can have a handheld radio. And again, there are basic models that um, that start off that are relatively inexpensive up to the very souped up uh, models that, um, that uh, have basically everything that you're going to use and, and more. Um, the very basic models are just single band uh, radios, meaning they're only going to monitor one frequency at a time. The more advanced radios uh, are dual band radios, and they can monitor um, 
more than one frequency at a time, different bands, different operating powers, that type of thing. Um, I personally tend to like Yezu radios the most. Um, and I'll tell you why. Um, the, the radios here on Yezu, especially this FTM 400 uh, XDR radio, it's been out for a few years. It's an updated model. Um, but this doesn't look like something, uh, let's say, from the 90s. It's got a very up-to-date uh, touchscreen interface, very easy to use, very easy to program. And um, these radios oftentimes will come with something called APRS installed. APRS is the Automatic Packet Reporting System, which allows uh, messages to be sent back and forth between radios. It also, um, in, in like when it comes to community service or emergency radio use, you can set up a um, sort of a beacon that will beacon out your location or certain messages. And you can contact, you can, it'll show you where other ham radio operators who are um, broadcasting their beacons are at the current time. Really great for races, um, you know, if you're trying to figure out where a uh, emergency vehicle is, like let's say there's an injured biker and they are in a, um, a they're in a uh, van being brought back to the med tent um, and they want to know how far out that van is. Well, APRS would help broadcast that location. So I'm going to show you a map of uh, just an area that I picked and you can go anywhere in the country and you can see where these um, amateur radio operators are beaconing out within the last hour or so. Um, and it, you really, as you zoom out, you can see there are lots of different um, uh, operators all over the place, uh, really all over the country. You zoom way out and um, they're pretty much every. There are there are a few blank spots here and there across the country, but um, not everybody is is uh, beaconing out all the time. Usually, it's when you're on the road or um, that type of thing. But it's very handy to uh, use the APRS system. And a lot of these radios now uh, have APRS built in, along with um, some digital radio functions as well. So. Um, I'm looking into radios, and uh, if you see kind of on the desk behind me, uh, this past week, and uh, please, uh, you're looking behind me and you're seeing two antennas set up. Those antennas are not um, set up for use. They're just uh, they're just sort of <laughs> spaced out. Um, I, I took the mobile radio out of my car, and uh, I had a power supply sitting around, and I, I hooked it up for a little bit. But you also see there's a CB radio back there as well. And um, so um, the top radio is the uh, Alinko D35 um, that was given to me when I... Um, when I first started amateur radio, it was given to me by a friend of mine. Uh, it's gotten a lot of use. Um, and then right underneath it was a brand new CB radio that was found in a yard sale. It's given to me. They bought it for $3 and give it to me. When I looked it up, the, the brand new cost of this radio is $120. Um, so, so basically, um, the, the radio that I had in my car for a long time was really hard to program. It was really hard to use while driving. Uh, it was hard to um, program in repeaters on the fly, that type of thing. So I really didn't use it a whole lot. And um, so now I'm getting into radio a little bit more and I'm starting to learn and, and trying to figure out, um, you know, 
what what are these hobby uh, aspects of amateur radio that I really want to get into? And um, APRS is one of them. I want to learn a little bit more about that. And um, I'm not one to broadcast my location all the time. But um, I think, you know, on long road trips, finding other hams on the road, uh, just to have that hobby of uh, meeting new people and communicating is, is kind of a fun thing. Um, and I want to get into a little bit of um, uh, digital modes. The radio that I was just showing you um, comes with System Fusion and um, allows for all sorts of uh, different implementations, especially uh, of the digital modes put out by Yezu. Um, I don't know a whole lot about digital modes but in digital communication, but um, basically, if you heard that static earlier, um, basically digital modes will clean up your, your audio and allow for uh, transmitting, connecting to the internet and broadcasting all over the world to various ch different channels. So the really, um, you know, the amateur radio of old days is, is changing and, um, you know, you still have all the capabilities that you had back then, whether it's a simplex communication where you're communicating from radio to radio or you're communicating radio to repeaters uh, that broadcast your signal, uh, re-transmit re your signal out in the, the open for other hams to hear. Um, or if you're now doing digital modes on, say, a Raspberry Pi or, or uh, you have a digital radio, there's lots of different types of digital modes out there. And I'm far too inexperienced with them to even begin to tell you about them. But there's a lot of things out there for enthusiasts. And I think that anybody interested in technology, um, and I know there's a few users and a few Discord users that uh, are interested in getting their ham radio license. Um, it really is a whole lot of fun. And um, at the same time, it's, it's, you're always learning something new. And, um, one of the things that uh, I have been sort of um, that's been sort of making me procrastinate on things lately is I wasn't sure which direction I wanted to go with a lot of things in this podcast and this show, and I've got lots of ideas, and it's a matter of um, sitting down and coming up with ideas and and figuring out which ones are going to work for me. Um, so um, I mentioned Linux from scratch a few weeks ago, something that's interesting to me, but I really just don't want to sit down in front of a computer for hours and hours and hours after teaching all day. And, um, and my, my, I get eye strain looking at computers. So working with something like Linux from scratch is, is something I just keep tabling. And, um, you know, then I saw that parachute video uh, and, and I got inspired to get back into radio again. And I think this is the, the right decision. And um, so now uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to get the radio back in my car, get everything set up again. And um, a lot of radios now are very easy to program. They are, um, you use different programming software. Some of it's free, some of it's not free. You use software like Chirp or uh, ADMS to program radios and uh, makes it a whole lot easier. And then a lot of the more modern radios that are, have been coming out over the last five to six years, um, they're easier to program in your vehicle. Uh, you don't have to like hold down like four or five different buttons and, and uh, um, do funny things with the radio in order to, to program in a repeater. Now it's just especially the touchscreen ones, very, very easy to set up something within a, within seconds. And um, 
you know, most states in the United States, um, they have exceptions for amateur radio operators using uh, and talking on mobile radio while driving uh, because it is considered an emergency service. So um, that is something that to keep in mind, just check your local um, state regulations as far as amateur radio operation is concerned. And um, you can have lots of fun, um, whether you're on top of a mountain, whether you're in your boat or, or you're operating from a boat, or um, there's even a guy that, and I mentioned this year, the, uh, a while back, that there's a guy from Scotland, I believe, who um, connects to a repeater in England, and uh, he rides his bike every day, and he's talking uh, while riding his bike, uh, but that repeater is connected to IRLP, which is um, Internet Relay protocol. And um, basically, he's talking to people in the United States while he's out on a bike ride. I mean, that's pretty cool when you think about it. Um, And so with all these features, uh, all these different types of radios out there, um, if you are interested in amateur radio, or you want to learn a little bit more about it, send me an email mrptechreviews at gmail.com. Love to talk to you a little bit about it. I'm going to start um, experimenting a little bit more um, and um, I may or may not bring it up on the show. It all depends on uh, how I feel um, during that particular time. But um, definitely it's fun to see something that inspires you and then makes you want to go and do it more. Um, That parachute video did that for me. I'll put that link in the show notes. There's actually two of them um, and I'll, and I'll share that with all of you. So make sure to watch that video. That's pretty cool. Especially the one that I just played. I'll put that one in the show notes first. Uh, even though it's the second video, um, just because the reactions are great from, from all the people listening on the radio. Um, okay. So, Last thing before we end the show today, Um, I have to say this every time um, towards the end of June, I have to say this a lot, okay? So, uh, it's the end of June, which means I'm switching from my um, career job to my summer employment, and... I never know what exactly that's going to bring. This year, uh, if you don't know, I I, I work at a um, tourist attraction. It's a two-mile-long canyon that has hiking trails and various activities such as rafting and um, uh, via ferrata courses, uh, which is is basically like rock climbing courses. And I'm a supervisor there, um, but it's nothing special. Um, And as far as my job is concerned, um, what I really like to do is interact with people who are coming to basically my hometown. Uh, Usually we get people from all over the world coming to visit. Uh, And usually in the summertime, we're wicked slammed and um, it's exhausting work. It's fun, but it's exhausting. And so this year, I have no idea what to expect because the um, Canadian border is closed. Uh, There's there's almost no tourism. So we're going to get a lot of local uh, interactions, I believe this summer. And, um, so I don't know if it's going to be like wicked, crazy, busy, or if it's going to be busy or if it's going to be, uh, dead slow. Um, so it's hard to say up in the air. So again, as we get into the summer months, I may miss a week or two here or there, um, depending on the, how the season is going, but I'm still, uh, keeping up with these podcasts and, uh, still, uh, want to keep putting out content. 
And um, the best thing that you could do is if you have a topic that you're interested in uh, that you want me to talk about, uh, you send me an email, like I said, mrptechreviews at gmail.com and ask questions, um, bring up show topics. If you have a question on a show you've previously seen, I'd love to hear from you and I love the interaction uh, between my listeners so and, and the show. So so I would usually I try to get back very quickly uh, if you have a question in email. And sometimes I bring it up on the show, sometimes not, uh, but I definitely appreciate any feedback that you can give. And if you um, are an amateur radio operator and you want to ask questions or if you want to ask a little bit about what I do, feel free to do that. I know there's a few in the Discord room that are um, have been in sort of amateur radio about as long as I have, some longer, some less, and uh, it's fun to have that opportunity. Also in the Discord chat, we talk audiobooks, we talk um, just everyday general chat. Uh, we're getting to know a lot of people, a lot of people in that chat I consider good friends at this point in time because we've been hanging out for a few years now uh, from all over the world. And, um, you know, it's a pretty laid back and relaxed place, unlike social media where um, everything has been blowing up lately. Um, you know, I'll leave that to uh, your opinion and whatever you think, um, as I don't discuss politics on the show. But um, the Discord room is lots of fun. Um, along with the audio books, uh, people are posting interesting links. We have uh, a sort of Podnuts lug where anybody can talk about Linux topics on, on there as well. So anybody is welcome. And how you're going to find that, you go to my website, mrptechreviews.com. Just scroll down just a little bit. You'll see the Discord button. That's where you're going to, um, it'll, it'll bring you right into the Discord room um, and basically will... Um, it's very easy to sign up and uh, it's free. So you're always welcome to join us. And um, we have people from all over the world. So even if you're in the United States, um, people from all over the world are usually posting uh, late hours of the night. No, it was not late hours for them. Uh, but usually there's there's uh, all sorts of really great people involved. And the more we get there, the more fun it will be. So always great to see new people. So uh, encourage you to join the MRP Tech Podcast Discord. All right, that's going to do it for this week. Thanks so much for watching, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.